See, see, see this is what being in the nice cult is all about. I sure hope we have multiple copies of this. Which one's this? Your, uh, oh, sorry, Thor. Your document. Your yeah, I hope you can extrapolate yeah. the remainder. Of Yo, where's, wow. where's the rest of it? She ate it. No, there was there was one other page she did not eat. I don't know where it is. Is this it? Welcome to another episode of Mom, I Joined a Cult, the only podcast about cults by an actual cult. Listen as we examine other cults, discuss what they did right and what they did wrong, and then build our own cult from the ground up. And now your hosts, Gunner, Dawn, Thor, and Nathan. Shall we start with the ceremony? Um, I think we can. <laughs> we can do that. I think well, let's do the ceremony. Should we bring in the? Um, should we bring in the goat? Oh yeah, let me go get. Let me go get the goat. Thor, hold on here. We need to have an, an invocation. <laughs> After banishing the goat, did, did the goat bring him back? All police arise. Okay, everyone. This is the official induction ceremony to the nice cult. So if you repeat after me, in a world of chaos, I will be calm. In a world, in a world of chaos, I will be calm. When others are spiteful, I will be forgiving. When others are spiteful, I will be forgiving. In a world of raisins, I will be the chocolate chip. In a world of raisins, I will be the chocolate chip. In a world of meanness, I will be nice. In a world of meanness, I will be nice. Thank you, Ronaldo, for your wisdom and your teachings. Thank you, Ronaldo, for your wisdom and your teachings. And as we always do at the end of the ceremony, we spare the goat's life. She's okay. She's eating the leaves off the ground. And then we have a uh, we have a certificate for everyone, including baby chupacabra, who is our official interspecies member of the cult. It's customary for us to talk about our day in the meeting, so we're gonna mix things up just a tiny bit. I just wanted to talk about my morning yesterday. So yesterday morning, I. Got out of bed super late for work. I grabbed all my clothes, ran downstairs, ran through the yard and came down here and then I threw it in the chair next to me and I, I wrapped myself up in that blanket the next missing. And so an hour later, I hear Callie coming down the stairs. I'm like, oh, I'm in my birthday suit. I've got my blanket around me. How long, has, how long had it been since? An since hour and a half. An hour and a half of work naked. Yeah, okay. an hour and a half of work. I just want to make sure I'm painting the picture. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you, in other words, you work down here. That's why you came. This is why I work. That's why I came running down here. I was late. Okay, it was at one. I was a minute late actually, so I wait, was wait. on time. Buck, buck, naked. No, I had, uh, I, had a, I had a blanket. I had a blanket around me. <laughs> so I'm sitting in my blanket on the on the thing, and I hear Callie coming down. I'm like, oh crap, what's Callie coming down for? And so I start to get myself ready because the blanket's like those soft, fuzzy ones, the ones you put newborns in. And so it's like super soft. I can see why you would want to be naked on one of those blankets. So I start getting myself ready and I have my, I'm getting all sexy for her. And uh, in walks Ashton to get the car keys to, to take him to school because I had the car keys. So Ashton's sitting there and I'm all sexy for him in this blanket. <laughs> Luckily I didn't completely expose myself. 
But he's like, oh, and he would, he's like standing by the door. He's trying to figure out what's going on. What do I do? <laughs> and I'm like, I can't get up to give him the car keys because the, they're across from him. Like, they're in my bag. They're just in my bag. <laughs> he's like, anyway, awkward moment, guys. Very and I'm nice. trying to be sexy. Trying to be sexy yeah. for my wife trying. and trying, failing. Trying to, trying to take advantage of an opportunity. So does that follow the the dress code of where you work is that um luckily i didn't have any video conferences at the okay, time you were officially on the clock though i was on the clock <laughs> you, were, you were naked on the clock but i was on time that i was a minute late good. that's the point guys all that's how dedicated i am yeah we're all naked in the eyes of ronaldo <laughs> that's awesome so i wanted to ask everyone what of the cults that you'd listen to which one would you want to be a member of. If you could choose, if you had to choose. The nice cult! We have a debate amongst us, so I wanted to see what you guys thought. We have a debate well, on which one's the worst I'm cult. a Rumi fan, so... Which one? The Rumi. The Rumi, Rumi. we talked about this no, uh, I don't last know. week. The, where they, the last they went into this, they bought land in this valley and tried to push everyone oh. out of the town nearby. Oh, 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 oh that yeah. one. Okay. Yeah, you talked yeah. about the really hard, awful, ugly stuff. You know, if you just sat with him, your view might be different. Uh, okay. it, with every cult, there's a, there's a good side to yeah. most cults, or otherwise they wouldn't have any members. Mm -hmm. I don't think. So we try to I would a, at least one believe of every. I would say the <laughs> iron rod to that one. You like the iron rod? You like yeah. the AK forty seven, right? <laughs> oh, right. The, and the motorcycles. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. The motorcycles, yeah. That's understandable. Yeah, that is. You guys, I was expecting to fight with you what, guys on what these was ones. The one, what was the cult that? Um, you like you had to start the KKK. Yourself. That's no, the one that you wanted to be part of. Is that the Barbie doll? The one? Oh, the bar, the, the, the Valley of the Islamic Dolls. Yeah, I, I could see. Agatha could be a little. No, you need a little more plastic surgery. Yeah, your lips need to be bigger. Yeah, those lips, like you. Especially if you're a woman. What's your least favorite? Least favorite cult. Heaven's Gate. Yeah. yeah. Is that yeah. your least favorite cult? That's oh. good. No, I know it's a bad Any, one, but yeah. Anyone that has to do with killing uh, <laughs> or no. dying. That's a lot of cults. Or dying. Yeah. That's, That's a lot of cults. So, the reason why oh, I went with Rumi is because, you know, sexual freedom is a big part of, you know, the whole thing. So. Yeah, but they did try to kill some people. Yeah. Well, they and they tried to, they poisoned a whole town. They weren't no, trying no, to kill no, no, the town. No, they were no, just trying to kill the town. That was part of their doctrine. That was one of the crazy one man's leaders just being stupid. Another man's potato If you got out. high enough, if you got <laughs> high enough in the clip. Like, Romy himself didn't ask them to do that, okay? How do you know? Because I have faith. She's okay? Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm just no, saying. He, I, I agree. He, he he wasn't doing it. No, he just, he's, just he just usually lets uh, what's her name in charge. Yeah. I got. Uh, I think I would probably join the Aussie Jesus cult. Is it the hair? I'm with you. It's, it's, it's the hair. Nick kind of looks like it's an Aussie the beard. Jesus. He does. <laughs> you could be one of the chosen ones. Don, you want to? Should we do our? We're gonna do uh, a testimonial. Yeah. Yeah. I have a testimonial. This is this comes from Bernie on. On Reddit, Bernie says, Dear Ronaldo and co-hosts of the Mom, I Joined a Cult podcast. I am about 50% through your episodes and I'm really loving it so far. My favorite part is the fun banter you guys have throughout. 
And also that you do seem legitimately nice. (laughs) Your cult will probably be a huge hit once you sort out all the details. Bath robes as ceremonial garb gets a big thumbs up from me. It's possible I've missed it, but I'd actually like to know more about your backstories. What made you start the podcast and what, what got you interested in the topic in the first place? I imagine it would feel weird talking about your own experiences, religious, culty, or otherwise. But as a listener, I would get a lot out of hearing your stories and knowing more about these four nice dudes in Utah who are obsessed with saunas. (laughs) Anyway, you guys are doing great, and I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if your podcast blows up. Not literally, of course, unless you decide that's the way the nice gold is going to go out. <laughs> Keep up the excellent work. And please pass on my humblest prayers and of devotion to Ronaldo. P.S. I do not drink alcohol, so if you guys establish a communion type ri- ritual, could it be with kombucha instead? Thanks. <laughs> yeah. We have kombucha we, in the back. We do. We have kombucha in the back. <laughs> We subscribe to anyone who we do have cookies back there and drinks. So if anyone wants one, feel free to go and grab whatever you like. So I don't think she's gotten to your episode, Don, because I actually she just she just finished it. Okay, so okay, yeah, Yeah, because that I mean that's talk about uh, opening up your life history on that one. Mm. Uh, We we did one episode. We we started one where we just talked about Nathan behind his back, but I don't know if that actually. (laughs) It did. I put it in. You put it in. I added it in, Thor. Thor, Just so you guys don't know, Thor is the least, uh, he doesn't listen to any of our episodes. (laughs) I I hate the sound of my voice. Just about every week I'm sitting there, Thor, we need those listens. No, I I hate the sound of my voice every time I listen to an episode uh, and hear myself speak. I am just like, note to self, say less. <laughs> so, yeah, it's consequently, I, I, I don't like to listen to them. Unfortunately, you're the smart one. Yeah. <laughs> I like, and I, I like, like your voice. I like your voice. Oh, thanks. Oh. So. I like my voice, so I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, luckily, Gunner's the one who edits, edits it all. So I, like, I was like, why is Gunner always talking? It's odd that there's like, so much my words of My words of wisdom are always in there, and everyone else's are like, eh, that's an all right one. I'm going to take it <laughs> Going along with that, learning more about the nice cold, we're going to have our historian. Yeah, official nice cult historian. A nice historian. Nice, nice, nice uh, cult <laughs> historian, Brian. He's going to um, read us a little bit about... Ronaldo DiCaprio was born January 2nd, 1950, in the village of Ottawa, Ohio. His mother was a homemaker of German descent. His father of Italian descent had served in World War II and worked as a handyman who did odd jobs throughout the area and neighboring towns. Ronaldo had seven siblings, two older sisters, four younger sisters, and a twin brother. He was the third child. His only brother, Garrison, was born mere seconds after Ronaldo himself. Ronaldo's family was poor and never had enough for the nicer things or luxuries of life. Ronaldo never minded. He loved to explore the countryside and swim in the Blanchard River with friends. And he seemed to grasp at an early age that being nice was just nicer. In 1963, when he was just 13, his father died in a mysterious accident and Ronaldo became the man of the house, enraging his twin brother Garrison, who wasn't. (laughs) 
<laughs> he took this responsibility in stride, continuing to do his schoolwork and graduate high school while still helping to make ends meet for the family. He delivered newspapers and eventually worked at the local grocery store and was by all accounts the nicest employee they had ever had. He worked there until he was 21. Then out of nowhere, he was fired and accused of stealing from the store. He professed his innocence, but the store owner, store owner was convinced that Ronaldo had stolen the money. Ronaldo found another job in town as a cook in a local restaurant. And again, his new boss and coworkers loved working with him. In fact, everyone that knew Ronaldo loved him. His mother, his sisters, the neighbors, his former teachers and classmates. There was only one person who didn't love Ronaldo, his twin brother, Garrison. Garrison didn't just dislike his brother. He absolutely hated him. By the time Ronaldo started working at the restaurant, Garrison was already sick of how many times his teachers had compared him to his twin brother. Why can't you be more like Ronaldo? Garrison had heard the phrase so many times that just hearing the words kindled a rage in him so great that he could barely contain it. For if there, if there was one thing Garrison was certain of, he did not want to be like his brother, Ronaldo. Less than a year after being at the diner, Ronaldo again lost his job, this time due to a grease fire in the kitchen, which the owner thought was intentionally started by Ronaldo. He lost his next job too, and the next. Each time he was accused of stealing or sabotaging the company somehow. Now Ronaldo was suspicious that someone was framing him, purposefully sabotaging his place in these businesses and in the community. It didn't take him long to figure out who it was. His brother Garrison had always been jealous of Ronaldo because of his niceness. When Ronaldo found out, he was devastated. How could his own brother do this to him? After all, he had always been just as kind to Garrison as to anyone else, perhaps even more so. He confronted Garrison, but their mother defended him, saying that little Gary couldn't have done such things. He was just misunderstood. Hurt that his own twin brother would do these things, Ronaldo left the town. He traveled across the country. He joined hippies and marched on Washington in defense of black rights. He never went to college, but he participated in many rallies protesting the Vietnam War on college campuses. He joined the Peace Corps and went across the world to help communities and people in need. He followed gurus, philosophers, mystics, and holy men. He ate with royalty and paupers alike and gathered wisdom from around the world. When his various travels had ended, he returned home to the States but didn't return home to Ottawa, Ohio. He kept wandering, walking across the country, doing good deeds, consulting with madmen, religious leaders, and meditating in caves with nothing more than a backpack and his keen mind. He was away for 12 years, spreading his message of kindness more by example than by word. Finally, he returned to Ottawa when word reached him that his mother had fallen ill when it was close to death. He returned to find his sisters all married and Garrison gone. His twin brother had left home angry and embittered. Garrison did not return for their, their mother's funeral and vowed to seek vengeance upon Ronaldo if they should ever cross paths again. Their mother died in 1991. Years later, as Ronaldo's fame and his message of niceness spread, Garrison, on the other hand, would forsake their shared surname for one of his own choosing, Ford. Some have speculated about the choice. Did it have something to do with an admiration for the famous car maker or for the famous actor? In my professional opinion though, 
it was not out of any admiration for the actor, Peter Ford. <laughs> Instead, I believe Garrison idolized Henry Ford and the megalith car manufacturer he founded. Garrison also wanted to build his own industrial machine that would transform the world in his own corrupted image of resentment and meanness. Ronaldo has never resided in one place for very long. He travels the world, seeking areas where the message of being nice is most needed. He left his teachings in the hands of the nice cult and still contacts the founding members from time to time. Thank you. Yay. Thank you, Brian. The official this is our last episode of season two. We'll start up season three in January. But if you are a Patreon supporter, you will get our sauna sessions. Well, we have we have our sauna sessions in there where we sing, chitty chat, and it is a little more graphic. I'm not gonna lie. So um, if you think we're graphic now, it's almost well. There's like being there's in a lot more nudity, sauna. right? <laughs> if you call that if you call that graphic, then yes. <laughs> if you're nude while listening to it, then yes. <laughs> We're going to go on with one of our segments, one that we, we kind of cut out of last season, our endorsement. Nathan's going to cover that one. All right, so this is the part of the program where we, you know, we're the nice cult, so we want to be nice uh, to vendors across the country and support businesses and services. And so we just take a random Yelp review and we, we read it out loud. A Yelp review of Yosemite National Park. Uh, let me begin by saying that we visited Yosemite as part of a 10-day tour of the Western States. When we arrived, we were greeted by the most beautiful scenery we had ever seen. The park ranges were helpful and the park lodge was amazing. If you have a chance, take the waterfall tour. The guided hike takes you past more than 10 waterfalls in under three hours. This part is not to be missed. Our one and only complaint are about the geysers and hot pots in the park. And we had to wait over an hour to see Old Faithful erupt, and that was unacceptable. Other features smelled of sulfur and heaven knows what else. Only giving this park three stars because of the stink. <laughs> You'd think that $55 per car load would do something, they would do something about the stink, but our clothes reeked for the rest of the day. We will not be returning. <laughs> wait, wait, was this Yosemite? This yeah. is Yosemite, and they're talking about Old Yellowstone. Faithful. Yellowstone. Yeah. And the because of the sulfur. <laughs> well, they're spot on. Uh, yeah. I wish they would do something. Only the very strong ones travel this deep. Brutal! It's called a big one! Again! It is the legend. Inspirational sayings from the life and the teachings of Ronaldo DiCaprio. Occasionally... We spout off some words uh, that Ronaldo has said in some of his books. And uh, let's see, a couple uh, sessions ago, Nathan clued us in that Ronaldo wants us to give some directions for a treasure. And so I picked this particular quote because it has a lot of things in it places and Hopefully it'll help out. So anyway, uh, this is from a book that we haven't actually uh, hit before. It's The book is called The Forked Path to Happiness. It's uh, from page 26. It says, There has always been a need in humanity to challenge and explore the unknown. For years, the saying was, Go west, young man. When the frontier was filled, the new cry was, North to Alaska. Nowadays, 
The popular thought is that, only front, that the only frontiers left are the deepest trenches in the ocean or the far reaches of space. Both are worthy of exploration, to be sure, but the financial resources needed to do so can only be borne by governments or the super-rich. What most people ignore in their need to explore the unknown is the unknown that everyone has inside themselves. That bit of ourselves that shapes our desires and needs, that inner self that takes a lifetime to understand. Exploring this is just as dangerous as the deepest heart of Africa used to be. It's just as exciting as being the first to climb Everest. I am impatient for the day when humanity's new cry will be, Know thyself. Amen. Amen, Ronaldo. Thank Ronaldo for that one. He was a little too spiritual for me on that one. (laughs) I don't think I can handle it. Nathan wanted directions and places, and so that was was the best quote for it. This is Ronaldo. Oh, Ren- no, I know, but sometimes well, Ronaldo no. Ronaldo's it. both. He's both not spiritual and non-spiritual. Okay. <laughs> way, he said he did leave some clues. If you listen to all of our back episodes, enough clues to find the treasure. What's and he said, this one? And he is, said to give him more, so is, I, I gave him more. Is he saying that the real treasure is inside of us? I don't know. It I just read it. It could be the friends you make along the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this cult is one of the Mormon fundamentalist um, offshoots. This is the LeBaron group, and more specifically, Ervil LeBaron. So the, the LDS church used to live the law of celestial marriage, as, the, as it was called. Early, <laughs> early Mormon pioneers were told that they had to have multiple wives to enter into the celestial kingdom, the highest kingdom of heaven. In the, is it the late 1800s, Wilford Woodruff um, gave a, a manifesto stating that it uh, is not only not necessary anymore, but that it was... It was wrong to do so. He's another prophet of uh, yeah, LDS another prophet church. of the LDS Church. So at that time, it became, or shortly thereafter, the law was passed in Utah that anyone who was living polygamy, and uh, which was against the the federal laws of the United States, um, would could be sent to prison and or or fined. Um, so those who, who were living it had to break up their families or flee the country. I swear that they didn't have to do that. No, they did. I swear that it was that at that point they couldn't add to their families. For a while it was that, but no. eventually it became, yeah, you, if, you, if you are living this, then... When, what are you doing? Then, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm waving to people behind me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, sorry, that needed to be added because was doing weird things over there. Doing this. Is it, is it sorry, I'm way? causing disruption, you guys. People's lives are at stake okay. in the story right. here. Well, yeah, let's get back to Their that. Their families. So, uh, so Alma LeBaron was one of these um, descendants of pioneers who moved his family and, and friends to Mexico. And uh, when when he passed away, he his group was was fairly big. Um, this was Alma LeBaron. He uh, passed his 
passed the leadership of that church to his son, Joel, kind of a, a, a friendly preacher had a, a friendly preacher disposition. He was well-liked. He, he incorporated his, his father's church uh, in Utah, calling it the Church of the Firstborn of the Fullness of Times. And they, so they moved back to Utah then? No, no, no. Okay. They, they, he just... Changed the name. He just created a name for his church and made it formal. Okay. They, they settled it in, in Galena, Chihuahua, North Mexico. Oh. In a place called Colonia Labaran, which, which was a, a ranch that they settled. I think Chrysler should get a hold of this family. And <laughs> for the names of the cars? The name of the car, the LeBaron, the Chrysler yeah. LeBaron. Um, I think that sounds, that sounds good. Yeah. That does you know, my mom actually has visited the colonies down in Mexico. I wonder if she's been mom? there. She's actually asleep right now. We put her to sleep. <laughs> so, mom, do you want a blanket? <laughs> Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you actually visited this place? I was pregnant with Gunner. Okay, so Gunner yeah. lived with me. I've so been there Gunner's too. visited. Yeah, <laughs> that explains a lot. He's really an anchor baby. Yeah. <laughs> I I didn't uh, when I was down there. I wasn't with the LeBaron group or anything like that. I was with Mormons who weren't associated with the group. There were a lot of Mormons families that went to Mexico. Okay. So were they LDS? They were LDS. They were LDS. Okay. Yeah. They were an offshoot. Okay. Okay. There were plenty of offshoots though that yeah. weren't LeBarons. You've yeah. been there? Have you been to Mexico? No, but the LeBarons lived next to me. I'm the LeBaron's wow. wife, one of his wives. What? Seriously. Oh. So I became friends with his wife. I would go over there. I was like six and I don't remember her name. And my dad told me, stay away from them and do not go over there anymore. I yeah. had no idea why. And then years later, he told me okay. that we lived next door to one of uh -huh. their wives. And he said he was terrified. That <laughs> <laughs> you would be kidnapped. So let, let's, let's, let's continue. We'll, we'll, we'll get okay. into that. All right. oh, That's okay. some really good advice. <laughs> <laughs> it is good advice. I oh, thought yeah, he was yeah. just being paranoid. Okay, so... <laughs> So, uh, Alma's brother, Ervil, he was kind of contentious. He wanted to be the, the leader of his, of his father's empire, M much like Garrison. Much <laughs> like Garrison Ford? Yeah. Yes. They tried to work together on some things. And when I was talking about place in Los Molinos in Baja on the California Peninsula, uh, Ervil wanted to make it a resort and make money off of it. Alma wanted it to be a self-sufficient uh, community. And so they, they got in a fight over that. Also, you know, Ervil wanted to lead the group himself outright. And so he uh, threatened uh, Alma's life. He started releasing pamphlets criticizing Alma and saying that he had perverted the ways of God and that he was ripe for destruction. So Alma fled. Wow, why does that sound familiar, guys? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's it's a it's a tale as old as time. <laughs> so, so Ervil went hunting him, and his his people. Ervil had pretty much started his own branch, and he he had few but devoted followers. And he taught his his followers that that God was a vengeful and jealous God, and that if you perverted the ways of the Lord you deserved blood atonement. Blood atonement was 
supposedly reserved for people who had like com- committed murder, murder or, or some terrible sins like that. But according to Ervil, anyone who spoke out against him was deserving of blood atonement. And that was the only way that they could be cleansed and, and go to heaven. So he dealt out blood atonement on any of his critics or anyone who threatened to leave his group. Blood atonement is killing someone? Yeah. 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 He, would, he would send his... So if you threaten to leave, he, he would, will kill you? Mm-hmm. He would send his henchmen out. Just, so he went after uh, Alma and he pursued him for a decade. He sent his thugs into uh, Los Molinas and they threw... Um, what do you call those bottles full of flammable materials? Molotov cocktails in all of the on ha- all the buildings, mm-hmm. and shot at anyone who ran. Um, Nathan says that as if he knows what those are. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan is there is no good. hesitation. I'm like this bottles full of alcohol. And Nathan's like Molotov. <laughs> well, I mean, I, you throw it like this. You got to use the wrist. Yes, overhand. Yeah. Use the wrist. <laughs> Make sure that you don't like let the fire get inside it before you throw it. That's bad. Um, so <laughs> don't wait. Don't, yes. Before you throw. Count count to three, not five. No. Um, <laughs> And anyway, so two people died in that in that encounter, and only two. Dang. In that in that encounter, uh-huh. um, over the next few years, though, ten or more people were also murdered, um, including Alma himself. I thought Alma was the good guy in this. Oh, he is. <laughs> no, Alma is a good guy in this. Yeah, but yeah. but Ervil was the one who passed out judgment. I mean, I thought that he was gonna he was gonna come out triumphant. Yeah. <laughs> you think all stories end that way? Oh, Alma, yeah, Alma's always. All Almas have always succeeded. Haven't you read the books? <laughs> well, in this book, it didn't. Um, actually, he did because when he ki- when he killed him, that was blood atonement, and he went up to heaven. That's a bad. Oh, sorry, guys, I went there. Maybe, maybe, ma'am. who knows. Um, okay, so after after Alma died, Ervil wholly expected that all of Alma's followers would flock to him as the the true um, one mighty and strong, hmm. as he claimed himself to be. And he was surprised that nobody did. Yeah, and the crazy. people yeah the people chose their youngest brother. Uh, what was his name? Verlin. Much Either. better name. These are wild names. Ervil. Yeah, like Ervil Baron. Gunner. Four. <laughs> right, you can't make fun of our names. <laughs> Don Carlos? <laughs> no, it's Don Carlos. Don Don Carlos. Wait, the last one is the weirdest of all. Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's pretty. So, Verlin, you know, obviously was, was terrified. Um, he did. He didn't mind, you know, being the the chosen leader, but he knew he his life was in danger, so he hid, and he was pursued all his life by uh, by Ervil, and and Ervil ma- managed to get uh, captured and 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 par- prosecuted initially for the murder of Alma, but they were unable to uh, to keep the charges on him, and some some say that. The Mexican authorities were bribed. Some, <laughs> so he, he continued to to lead, and his 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 leadership was by by many accounts that I've read insane. 
he was he was super uh, paranoid, and he always told his his followers that their enemies were closing in on them, and that they had to fight and and kill to to survive, and that their their enemies, the people that he wanted dead, needed to face blood atonement so that they could be safe. So not a number more people were, were so, killed. Looks like Aaron's agreeing with you. I mean, I feel like that's how it should be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's nodding. Yeah. You know, the script, the script still exists. <laughs> so Don, do the so there's there's still colonies like polygamous colonies in Mexico. Are they still related to the Liberians? Is that okay? Just just a few more things. So so in all the murders that were ordered by Ervil the Baron, uh, numbered 35, possibly up to 45. Uh, including, among these, some rival polygamous groups. Uh, Bob Simmons, mm. in 1975, he was uh, a group dedicated to preaching the gospel to Native Americans. And Rulin Allred, who was a leader of a group of 2,000 fundamentalist uh, Mormons throughout Utah, Mexico and, and um, Colorado City. That wasn't too long ago. That was in the... This, that 90s. was in 1977. Rulin was, um, she was... He was my mother's great-uncle. So I, I'm partially related to him. Uh, and my mom would always refer to him as Rulin Allred. Anyway, he... I mean, Uncle Rulin. Two, two young, young women stormed into his office in Murray, Utah and, with guns and... and you know, unloaded on him and then ran. It was women that killed him? Yeah, yeah, and and that was often, not always, but but often <clears throat> the, the the people who were sent to assassinate his. Did they rivals. get caught at all? Was oh yeah, there the so, women did. Yeah, yeah, eventually, but uh, eventually even Ervil himself got got captured and in the United States and, and given a life sentence. So he's captured in 1979. He died in 1980 in prison. During that one year of captivity, he wrote, uh, what was it called? The Book of the New Covenants, uh, which was a 400-page book to be distributed among his remaining followers. And in that book was a hit list that contained 25 more people who he sent out to his followers to hunt them down. And what, did they survive? Did they get hunted down? They they got hunted down. <laughs> they did not survive. <laughs> oh wow! All of them? No, not not everyone in the book. Oh. I don't I don't think all everyone in the book the the names were released to the public, so, oh, which mm-hmm. is probably a good thing. But of those, the most famous was the uh, the four o'clock murders, which were four people in Texas in different locations. On uh, June 28th in 1988, four of, of Ervil's followers uh, synchronized their clocks, their watches, and went out and staked out these these uh, opponents of their leader and shot them all at the same time. Oh. So they wouldn't be chased into hiding by hearing the news of one, you know. Mm-hmm. It, in, the, in the media, this blew up and they called Ervil LeBaron the Mormon Manson. When in actuality, they a lot more people were killed in this than in the Manson yeah, case. Yeah, a lot more. So he just he died. Uh, what did he die of in jail? Was he shivved or 
Tuberculosis. I think it might have been. Thor's got the other side of the thing. He's got the prison talk down. I think it might have been pneumonia. Oh, an interesting, interesting note is his his younger brother, um, uh, Verlin, died in a car accident on the same day. Mm. It's obviously speculated that he was murdered. Mm-hmm. What are their What are their teachings? Well, they they teach it the One Mighty and Strong, which was kind of uh, alluding to Christ in his return. Um, they taught blood atonement that certain sins, including like apostasy, could only be forgiven if the person's life was taken. They taught that the enemies were constantly closing in and and would destroy the church if they could. Uh, they he, he taught mind control through fear, and he had 13 wives. He taught polygamy, and some of his wives were underage. I think the only thing we can take is polygamy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no. Mind control? We've been on that forever. Is there something else we can take? Because <laughs> that, that's all they're teaching? Like, uh, well, that, it doesn't sound like they, they were really... Uh, well, uh, on top of that, you know, Joseph Smith's teachings. They were they were fundamentalist Mormons. Maybe so we'll have to take something to Joseph Smith. A lot of that. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're well, the, the descendants, there were a lot of them, obviously. Yeah. Uh, most polygamous families have a lot of descendants, but they don't live polygamy anymore. They've had, um, because of their uh, their upbringing and the, the fear and the manipulation, they've they've grown wise to those things, and they've had run-ins with uh, drug cartels in in Mexico. <clears throat> One of the boys was kidnapped, and they had to petition the Mexican and American authorities to get them get them back. And the uh, the cartels, uh, uh, in, in an act of revenge, uh, kidnapped two more people and, and murdered them. They, nothing else happened after that. Uh, after that, the, uh, the, the ranch um, in uh, Chihuahua, they, they kept a, a, a vigil. It was rumored uh, among the cartel and people in Mexico that they had high-powered weapons and they would kill anyone who came close, but they didn't. The good, the bad, and the culty. And now we discuss what this week's cult did right and where they went wrong. So every episode we examine the cult, we de- determine what's good, what was bad about the cult, and then what we can bring on to our own cult as a as a belief. And so what do you think? Good? I don't, what, I don't know. I can't what's think of good? anything good. I think family values. I think... Well, no, not really, no. because he was... <laughs> <laughs> the, the good is like, that you good? learn a lesson. You learn to overcome fear. Oh, there we go. Different. They learn to overcome fear? Right. I, yeah, I, I like the, the mind control. Mind programming and mm-hmm. all that. I like it the fact that stronger. they moved to Mexico. I, I, think I, think, I, think, I like moving to Mexico. I think that's kind of cool. I like the idea that you move somewhere. Like, if... if Pleasant Grove decided that they didn't like the nice cult. I think we should move out of Pleasant Grove. We, we'd have to have an exodus. Yeah, we'd act yeah. exodus and, and then have everybody move with us into yeah. a com- compound. Are you guys ready to move with us? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Would, would you part Utah Lake? <laughs> when you when you leave? <laughs> we do a ceremony, on the, a leaving ceremony with the lake. 
Yeah, we, we and might we'd sacrifice someone, Brian. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, the goat. <laughs> okay, no, so she's she's exempt. So there wasn't a lot of good things about this cold. I can't think of anything good. <laughs> I, I'm I'm having trouble drinking my my Kool Aid with this cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have um, the good, the bad. What the bad? Did we say the bad? The bad. There's. You oh, haven't said the bad. The, said the bad. Anytime there's murder, I can't find any bad. Everything else. No. <laughs> um, murder, hatred. Insanity. Their family values. They have family values. Wow. They were fam- family first. It's brother against brother, guys. That's kind of bad. They had their own business yeah. selling pine nuts. You, you always oh, lose. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow, there it is. There the it is. There's the positive. <laughs> Why didn't you bring that up with the good part of the bolt? <laughs> what what did nuts. they make? Pine nuts are always they good. They sell pine nuts. Pine nuts. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I've never actually hunted for pine nuts. They seem like they'd be difficult to sneak up on them. <laughs> <laughs> Building a cult. And now we take from what we learned this week and build our own cult, one belief at a time. Yeah. <laughs> what, what can we take on from this cult? Vengeance. Pine nuts. Vengeance. What are pine nuts? Pine nuts? Pine, from maybe, pine maybe cones. Pine nuts? Pine oh, nuts. yeah. Pine, pine nuts? Oh. Pine nuts are pretty good. Yeah, they are. They are. They're dang good. <laughs> so we could do a roast, a, a roasted sacrifice, a roasted pine nuts. <laughs> <laughs> no? Bad. How about a feast? About uh, well, how about well, pine nuts in, in, in pine dressing and stuffing is really good. Yes? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, that doesn't leave a little lot of a <laughs> no. lot of things to take on from this cult. You, you know, know some cults are like that. You know, I know, but there should be something that we can take on. They moved to oh, just maybe we should buy a vacation to Mexico. Let's buy a. Oh, let's do that. Let's do a vacation to Mexico. Uh huh. Yeah. You uh, could you could add the you know the preface of la to each of your last names, so it's not it's like. I I like the Mexico idea. I think it would be a fun little vacation, guys. That's yeah. That's In the about... next five, ten years. Okay. One good you guys are missing is the fact that they changed their belief system. Yeah. They rejected polygamy after they found out all. They changed with the times. Should they they be, did they, change. They, did yeah, I? Was did. I listening? They, they, did they I? Change. I wasn't paying attention. Look at me, two guys. We, yeah, they, they, we've they, already they, done it, though. No, they, they stopped doing. No, no, no. I, no, I like the idea of revisiting your belief system later mm-hmm. on and seeing what doesn't make sense. And so yeah, maybe we, we do we that for do season that. three. And see if there's some beliefs that we have in our cult that we we'll don't do that in our anymore. next episode. We'll okay. yeah. check out that. We'll revisit it. We have some there we go. Oh, we found good. something good. Yay! Yay! This is a this is a recent Can one, I, guys. Can I ask a personal question? Yes, you may. Why is your hat different from all the others? Because <laughs> it's different. Because I'm the leader. Because those are Nathan's hats, and this is mine. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the only reason. That's the only reason. We, <laughs> they're, they're all sauna hat caps, though. They're all, yeah. I thought it might mean something. Yeah, they're wool. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm the wool. white wizard. They're the checkered wizards. Because <laughs> 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 of our checkered pasts. Are you the grand 
I, I am the grand. Oh, oh man, no, dragon. dragon. You're right. The no, dragon wizard. No, no. 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 Okay. There we go. <laughs> so this one was this one was sent to me, dear bishop. This is very awkward. But he, gets, was, he gets confessions from the general public. Oh yeah, sorry. sorry. This is a confession from general public. Um, this is this is this is very awkward. But I was walking. I was talking with one of the nice cult clergy, and I was invited to a secret meeting. I told him my phone number, and my wife asked if I should double check my number. I was adamant that I knew it. Later that week, my wife got a text from the nice cult letting letting us know that I had given them the wrong number. They said that they sent secret information to an unknown. I feel horrible. What should I do? <laughs> That's a bad one. Bishop Gunner. Bishop Gunner. Actually, this the 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 message it actually sounds really familiar. It sounds very familiar. <laughs> did they share the secret information in the letter? They they did not share, but the nice quote member actually it was it was me. I actually sent out the message to them. Thank you for for messaging in whoever this was. No, <laughs> for sending the the thing in. Um, but we did get another listener, another recruit to the nice cult because of it. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. So they're like, there's, there's yeah. So Ronaldo blessed us, guys. He works in mysterious but ways. The real sin here, okay? The real sin is not listening to your wife. <laughs> and so, so, I'm not going to name any names here. They may or may not be present, but in repentance, the thing that you will need to do to make amends is to buy your wife a nice cold blanket. <laughs> Which can be had at the merchandise on uh, merchandise section of the nicecult.com. And <laughs> and Ronaldo will forgive all. <laughs> yeah. I like the blood atonement thing. <laughs> yeah. No, but everyone this lives. Is blanket yeah. atonement though. Yeah, blanket atonement. Oh, blankets are awesome. <laughs> Touched by Ronaldo. Stories from around the world of how Ronaldo has touched each one of us in that special way. Well, so this is a segment where uh, people who have who whose lives have been touched by Ronaldo. It's called touched by Ronaldo. Yeah, they they uh, send something in. We get these a lot of these things. And I just kind of randomly grab one and bring it in. And uh, let's see. This is from Gary. Gary from West Virginia. So let's see. It says um, when I was growing up. My parents had a hard time with, uh, with some of my life choices. They complained that I never could learn from life's lessons and that uh, I kept making the same mistakes over and over again. I could see they were concerned, and so I started trying to take away a life lesson from whatever kind of trouble I got into. It was a week after high school graduation, and I was hanging out with some friends near the Piggly Wiggly on Main when I got triple dog dared to run across the street in front of a semi. I was going to make it easy when I tripped on my untied shoelaces and went down. I tried to roll out of the way, but both legs got caught under its front wheels and crushed. Ooh. Wow. I, I was rushed to the hospital, and after six hours of surgery, found myself in a hospital bed both my legs in casts and hanging in traction and still in the worst pain imaginable. 
Ronaldo poked his head through the doorway. You look like you're in stirrups right now, he joked. When's the baby due? <laughs> I, I told him that I didn't appreciate his humor after the bad day I had. I told him what had happened and ended with the phrase, it can't get any worse than this. As Ronaldo listened to my diatribe, he lost the grin on his face and started to look pensive. But when I finished, he just shook his head at me. Gary, he said, it can always get worse. In fact, you're lucky it wasn't worse than it was. I told him he was crazy and that there was no way to make this any worse. He told me he could think of half a dozen ways to make it worse without even trying. I was angry and I told Ronaldo to show me one. He stepped forward and punched me right in the family jewels. Oh. <laughs> is this a man or a woman? Wow. This is a man, I oh, guess. Yeah. It must be family jewels. <laughs> My scream must have woke up the whole hospital, and when they ran in, the nurses had to peel me off the ceiling. <laughs> of course, Ronaldo was long gone by then. I never saw him again. It was about a week later that I finally started thinking about what life lesson I could take away from this experience, and it didn't take too long to figure it out. It was pretty obvious what Ronaldo was trying to tell me. I had my dad go down to the sports store and buy me an athletic cup, and I pretty, <laughs> <laughs> and I pretty much have it on now about 24-7. <laughs> Novice Gary. Um, <laughs> what was that word in there? Or that what? The family jewels? No, yeah. What does that mean? No, not that. Diatribe. <laughs> Diatribe. Diatribe. I have never heard this word before. Yeah. It's, it's basically a lengthy like complaint. Oh, is that what that is? Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's going just on one thing on. after another. On, on, on about something. Like like what you talked to me. <laughs> I don't understand. The diatribe this. usually no. means okay. No, I just never never. I've never heard this word before. Is that an eight an old term? Uh, diatribe? I don't know. No, it's just got three syllables. Am I the only one that doesn't know this word? (laughs) Most literate people know. My goodness. I actually don't know what it means. I don't know. And I feel like... Uh, Thanks, guys. You guys just got... You guys just got moved up to our next level in the nice cult for agreeing with I think this story does show that Ronaldo touches us all different ways. (laughs) I'm just wondering if it's a little bit of an apocrypha or something because, I mean, I don't... It's hard for me to see Ronaldo teaching a life lesson like that. Maybe it was Garrison Ford, his twin brother, that like came in acting like Ronaldo oh, and punched him. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. Well, he I, still learned something he, good from it. Because he, he, did, did he did say, like, things can always get worse. That seems kind of negative, you know, like, pessimistic for Ronaldo, you know? Hey, he, he, oh. he asked for it. Ronaldo was just doing what he asked. I don't know. I think it know. might have been Ronaldo's wisdom... I don't know. It says uh, he he told Ronaldo to show him one. He said, "Show me one." That was that was a bad mistake. You never say, "Show me how it can get worse." You you always say, "Tell me how." (laughs) So that that is a big mistake. I I think the whole the whole aspect of the story is though that we really need to make sure our shoes are tied before we cross the street. Though, right, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now the sign of the week. Secret signs to pay attention to so you know who's a member and who needs to be. So the sign of the the week or the month is if you see someone or if you um, sing a Christmas song, you are a member of the nice cult. (laughs) Now, with practice, now you, you are allowed to go up and say... 
say, oh, you're a member of the Nice Cult. You can say that to anybody that's singing a, singing a song. However, more than likely they will deny it. Because <laughs> we ask everyone to deny it. <laughs> I, I think the, the real obscure way to, you know, nudge, wink, wink, is to sing along with them in harmony. Yeah, that's that's the best way to show your support uh, of them being a nice cult member. You'll run into a lot of people yeah. this month. Yeah, some yeah. Christmas songs. We really do have a lot of members. So, at the end of every every at the end of every sauna session, we sing a song. And our sauna session. And this is more of a hymn. Yeah, this and a nice little hymn. We we indoctrinated this into uh, as a hymn. It's really our only hymn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we want everyone to sing along. Yeah. So if You'll you know, know the, the song, words, hopefully. sing along with us. Something in the way she moves Looks my way and calls my name That seems to leave this troubled world behind If I'm feeling down and blue Troubled by some foolish game She always seems to make me change my mind and I feel fine anytime she's around me now. She's around me now. Almost all the time. And if I'm well, you can tell she's been with me now. She's been with me now. Quite a long, long time and I feel fine. Every now and then the things I lean on lose their meaning And I find myself careening In places where I should not let me go She has the power to go No one else can find me Yes, and the sight of me reminds me Of the happiness and good times that I know but I said, I just got to know that it isn't what she's got to say. Or how she thinks or where she's been. Guys, don't follow Thor. <laughs> 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 I'd like to hear them best that way. <laughs> Doesn't much matter what they mean. But she says they're mostly just to calm me down And I feel fine anytime she's around me now She's around me now Almost all the time And if I'm well you can tell that she's been with me now She's been with me now Quite a long, long time Yes, and I feel fine 
We hope you had fun with us as we explored this week's cult. Join our adventure next week as we continue to build our cult one belief at a time. Until then, if you're going to join a cult, join the nice cult. Do 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 do